Hello and welcome to this episode of Catholics Read. I'm Luke. And I'm Kiara. And I'm Victoria. And it's our 50th episode. Yay! Um, I can't believe we've done 50 of these things. It's it's 50 over episodes two years. and over two years. And um, yeah, it's really interesting because, um, you know, Victoria and I were talking about before the show, we probably would have picked something <laughs> different. If we, we realised it was the, the 50th If we knew episode. it was the 50th episode. No, but- I think this is fitting. This is fitting. <laughs> Why? Because it is very, very, t- it is very, very much us. It is very much the epitome of where we have come. You know, where we have come over the last fifty episodes. There's a bit short, of good. Sweet, there's a bit of bad. Short, um, yeah, short, sweet, and um, slowly gets more bad Victorian. towards the end. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Anyway, uh, if if you're listening to this on the air and have no idea uh, what we're talking about, uh, we are reading this week uh, the strange case, or rather, just strange case. Really? Yeah. Yes, yes, he intentionally omitted the the to make it seem more strange. Obviously, it's okay. jarring, and it's meant to be jarring. Yes. Okay. Um, the first edition, when it was published originally, uh, the publisher put the in there against the author's will. So, obviously, must yeah. add definitive article. Yes, must add it. Yes, there was just these days there would be like the tiny little green squiggly yeah. underneath, yes. and it's, that's just too frustrating. I can add <laughs> Strange case of <laughs> that's just weird. Strange case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde by Robert Lewis Louis. Had we established Robert this? Lewis, it's, no, Lewis. Robert, it's Robert Lewis Stevenson. Robert Lewis Stevenson. Um, yeah, so oh, we'll just do a very, very quick summary because we don't have a huge amount of time. Um, but the quick, I mean, most people probably know like the general character. The story's Dr. ingrained in culture Hyde. because it's yeah. referenced so much in pop culture nowadays. Mm. There's actually the first time I actually ever heard of this story mm. was in an episode of Arthur. Really? Mm, yeah, and it, there was a there was a song that went with it, and there was something about I think the character of I think it was the brain who had a sort of Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde situation, oh, okay. and that's the first time I heard of this story. And I always yeah. told myself I'd read it at one point, and today, I well, that. yesterday and today, I that's filled cool. that. I think I, I can't remember where I first encountered the concept of this particular the concept of that. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But one of the interesting things is the way that about this book is the way that pop culture has actually quite debased and simplified the Dr. Jekyll and it's Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Um, you're I right. Completely debased and simplified this to a dualistic kind of good versus evil. But anyway, we should before we get into that, let's give you a summary of the, the story. The plot summary. The plot so, summary. So spoilers. No, well. <laughs> I mean that. We that read was, it so you don't have to. I mean spoilers. <laughs> the spoiler is what everyone knows. <laughs> That's the spoiler in this. So, um, um, so it's about uh, a uh, lawyer, Mr. Utterson. Mr. Thank you, Artis- Mr. Utterson, uh, or Utterson, uh, who is friends. bewildered. Uh, who's friends with this fellow named uh, Mr. Enfield. Doctor, well, Mr. We won't, we'll skip, we'll skip, skip over that. We'll oh, skip it's over not important. Uh, Dr. Jekyll, um, and he's bewildered by the fact that Dr. Jekyll has in his will uh, that in case of him disappearing or dying, the disappearing bit's a bit weird, um, that all everything will go to this mysterious Mr. Hyde who he doesn't know. And has uh, never met. Has and never no met. one else has ever met. 
Uh, and so, what happens? Um, they eventually figure out that this Mr. Hyde fellow uh, is a bit of a... Uh, not particularly nice person. Uh, he's who... got a very, very wicked. He's disfigured. He's kind of short and stump. He's kind of short and yeah. Know, he's he's an unusual. Got a very character. mean look about him. He's a very unusual character. And people instantly oh, just... and he makes of... everyone's skin crawl. Yeah, he's just everyone realizes that he's just an awful person. And uh, Doctor Jekyll is not particularly forthcoming uh, about, about this Mister Hyde fellow and why he seems to have it over Doctor Jekyll. Um, the initial I. The initial thought is that um, Dr. Jekyll um, is being blackmailed by yes. Mr. Hyde. Anyway, this Mr. Hyde fellow disappears for about a year. Um, no one seems to hear of him until uh, one year later, um, there's a murder. Uh, and the witness realises that it's uh, it's Mr. Hyde. Um, so he's come back and again, he, he disappears um, can you pick it up? I feel like I'm being yeah, very vague so, with this. Um, and also the story is told through the eyes of Mr. Utterson trying to make sense of this, uh, try to make sense of try to make sense of this. So you don't actually, so I spent most of the first part of this story, like utterly confused as to what was going on until you got to the very end where Dr. Jekyll seems to have disappeared um, after an incident, there's a little there's a little bit of contact between uh, yes. Mr. H- oh, sorry between Utterson and uh, and Doctor Jekyll, and it doesn't it doesn't seem good. Um, um, and one of their, their mutual friend uh, is in a state a of shock uh, and, and dies, dies two as weeks a result later. of it. Um, never explained, um, except he's given a letter. Utterson's given a letter and told not to open. Uh, until his death. And then he opens it, and then it has another envelope in there that says, don't open it until Dr. Jekyll goes missing. It's like, ah. Uh, which is <laughs> which he then Which he then does very, very shortly, as um, discovered by... Um, well, it's it's a bit un- well, it's a bit unusual because the um, Doctor Jekyll's shuts uh, servants, in his study. he shuts himself in his study, and his uh, his servants and that are quite scared because they don't recognise the person, or at least they don't think that the person uh, in the study is is Doctor Jekyll. And so Mister Utterson has to go around uh, to the house, and eventually they decide to break down the door. Uh, they break down the door, and there's Mister Hyde in there. Uh, apparently, he's um. He's committed suicide, is that correct? Yeah, something like that. Um, and I'm not sure if that's... Uh, anyway. Um, it's not quite clear. It's not made particularly where... clear what ha- what, how they met and his And they're end. still not entirely sure what's happened because they seem to still be convinced that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are different persons and that yeah. Mr. Hyde is going after Dr. Jekyll. Yeah. So, there's then... a letter uh, in the room uh, and so he takes that. There's three documents, is there? Mm-hmm. There's, there's a letter. And then he takes that home, I guess, Utterson, and then proceeds to read the documents. And that's the rest of, of the, the book. story. And it's basically um, so Dr. Jekyll explaining stops, himself. Stops at that point. Yeah. And then you have um, the mutual friend who's the doctor, whose name I've completely forgotten. Lanyon. Lanyon. Um, his, his letter uh, explaining the situation where he discovered that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are the same person. person much to and his then, horror. Um, Dr. Jekyll's own writing, kind of like his final writing before his, la- yes, his, his, his yes. disappearance slash death, um, 
explaining the whole situation. Yes, telling the whole story. Okay, that's that's our uh, not very short and short the, plot. The summary. whole story is that they are one and the same person. That's that's the whole, the whole story thing. is they are one and the same yes. person. And Spoiler Dr. alert! Yeah, uh, and Doctor Jekyll had managed to discover some kind of chemical means that brought out his base, you know, his base instincts in their entirety till they consumed his whole personhood, and he was switching back and forth. Between, between his virtuous until... self and his no, he he specifically notes, and this um this is very important that he would switch between Doctor Jekyll, who was pure evil, and Doctor sorry sorry Mister Mister Hyde, who was pure evil, and Doctor Jekyll, who was a combination of both. Yes, you get mm. the feeling that at one point he like he would have desired to see if he could get the pure goodness in a person, but he just like yeah. just never really eventuates. It's it's. It is, yeah. I think that's that's an interesting point. Um, and so, hence, we get back to on. the earlier point that popular culture has entirely debased this story because this is a very, because Doctor the way Jekyll and Hyde are portrayed these days is almost like a schizophrenic, dualistic, two completely different people, almost and very much a Hulk-like character. Mm. So mm. you see that. Yeah. So if you've ever watched the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, that you know Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde are effectively a Victorian Hulk. Um, <laughs> You won't like me when I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Um, yes. And then there's, um, and you know, then there's all sorts of other. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a really a hilarious concept. Is a, really yeah, good a, a Victorian ranger, like a Victorian hat and a monocle. No. <laughs> oh. Actually, he does wear that. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, you got to see the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Right. It's hilarious. It's got Sean Connery in it. Um, <laughs> Right. And it's yeah, like I said, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is pitched as the Victorian Avengers. Um, it is, yeah, effectively. That's oh, okay. Anyway, now Luke's mind's just slowly blowing right it's, there. It's interesting. Um, anyway, yes. anyway, getting getting back to that. But that's so, true. That's true. That you do see, and that's what I went into this book expecting with, to see. With was this kind of like it's not even it's. It's not the Hulk. What what would you describe? Like, the kind of contemporary idea... What I went into it thinking was that Dr. Jekyll was not necessarily in control of this situation. Which, Mm. mind you, by the end, he's... He wasn't. He's not. I thought it was almost like a Remus Lupin situation in Harry Potter in that something... Um, something terrible happened to him, and yes, he was out of okay, control yeah. and would switch. Yeah, and he was in mortal peril the whole time. Yeah. No. Okay. No. 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 That's that's fair enough. I think there's something like that is probably what. I, what I do find interesting though is that it's, it's the the final the final letter um, in this in this book is probably where I mean he explains he explains most of this, and as you say. There's this sense that Mr. Hyde is kind of like his, um, his awful. It's it's hard to explain because what he talks about is that to me it seems as though Doctor Jekyll is kind of in control to a certain extent the whole time. Um, I wouldn't say in control per se, but he is aware of what he of what Mr. Well, Hyde he is doing. He's, he, he's in he's in complete awareness of what you know but so he's still seeing through those the thing eyes. Is he states to Utterson, uh pretend, I think halfway through the book, he says, uh, rest assured that I could get rid of Mr. Hyde whenever I want. Well he says that initially, but Yes, well towards the end like, 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 an, like, an, like an alcoholic you know, like someone who's a borderline alcoholic says, Oh I can stop drinking tomorrow and I'll be fine. Troll slips away. Yes. Yeah, it's it's interesting because he he mentions in this letter that he realizes that with when he's uh, under the the persona 
of uh, of Mr. Hyde that he can kind of do whatever he likes and get away with it because he can still be the well-mannered Dr. Jekyll mm. um, whenever he wants to be. That, to me, indicates something really interesting, which is that it's not as though... To, to me, I do think that he is... Dr. Jekyll is in control to a certain extent in the sense that he's letting Mr. Hyde... It's, Mr. Hyde is simply, I guess, the externalization Is that a word? I don't yes. know. ...of Dr. Jekyll's awful desires that he can now do and get away with it. I, I was reading on the Wikipedia article that uh, <laughs> one of the um, interpretations of this is kind of like a critique of... Um, of Victorian manners, a little bit like oh, what, um, so the public the, and the split between your public and mm, your private self, mm. which is really interestingly a little bit like um, uh, the Flannery O'Connor revelation mm, with a the southern bit like politeness. That, mm. With the southern politeness, well, you can have a think about like it this a Victorian way. Politeness. In our modern world, you can have people going out raving Saturday night and rock up to church, and they on don't, Sunday and morning. they don't see the um, the dual nature of this and how they really can't. Well, I mean... Uh, I, not that there's anything wrong with raving. I mean, like, kind of no, debaucherous behaviour. No, no, no. I, yes. I, you know I, what I, know I mean. mean. Like, that kind of... Well, do we want to... We have, we have about 10 minutes left. I'm wondering where we should go with this. I'll, I'll, I'll put something out there and, um, and see if we, if we run with it. Okay. Uh, I was reading recently, and I know Kiara read this as well because I saw her comment on it, a, uh, a blog post from uh, Bad Catholic mm. um, on the um, celibacy in... Uh, in a very long acronym um, that starts with LGBT yes. um, world. And uh, a, a tiny little point that he touches on and kind of doesn't really go back to it is this idea that today uh, in our contemporary society, um, we have this idea that uh, it's not as though my identity is formed by my actions and by the world around me and by what I do, but rather my actions are informed by my identity. So I have to, like, delve into myself to, to find inform. out the real me, and then my actions have to flow forth from that, and then yes. there's no way around it. Um, which which well, is... Which is well, no, because this is essentially... This is this is what's happening with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I think this Hyde. is kind of like a, an earlier, a, preco- a precursor an early exploration to it, of that. because you can see that with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the... Um, he still sees this as being kind of like that the good side of the Dr. Jekyll, the good side of Dr. Jekyll is still part of my identity, is still me uh, for Dr. It Jekyll. It, it's certainly him. Um, whereas the Mr. Hyde is kind of like broken off and that's the awful part. He still splits those apart. Whereas I wonder if today we kind of have mushed Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde together see Mr. Hyde and see its awfulness. Because Dr. Jekyll does recognise that what Mr. Hyde's doing is awful. He certainly recognises that and knows it. But says that I've got Mr. Hyde, let's just say the um, the modern, say the postmodern person we could say. I don't know. Um, I don't know if anyone would say this, but let's just perhaps speculate. That the Dr. Jekyll, uh, sorry, rather the Mr. Hyde inside of me is part of my identity. And because of that, I'm you al- can't I'm now say that I'm not allowed that to do this. That's wrong. Yeah, exactly. That I'm. Ah, do you understand what yes, I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. That's um, an interesting point. This is kind of the point that this is what uh, 
uh, Mark Barnes on in Bad Catholic was kind of he only touches on it for a moment. Well, but he he's kind got of other. Sees, he was kind of going somewhere main, else with yeah, that. His article, main idea but, yeah. was kind of like this idea with sexuality that um, that we have this idea that our identity we search and find um, that we are, for example, homosexual, and that therefore that completely changes our that's completely our identity, and there's nothing you can do to change it. Full stop. Therefore, um, me externalizing that, me acting in a way that conforms with that, cannot be considered wrong at all. Um, so I find this to be quite an interesting, I guess, precursor to see that we've kind of mushed, I think, in our society, perhaps, Mr. Hyde and Dr. Jekyll together and said, therefore, you cannot say that the Mr. Hyde inside of me is wrong because it's me. I can't do anything about it. Um, I don't know. What What do you think? Um, I I mean, I think we're probably... This is probably a... This is obviously us reading into it now. We're reading into it now. I think what Stevenson was trying to get at with this book was almost... Was sort of... Because um, he was a Calvinist. Mm. Um, he came from a family of staunch Calvinists. Sorry, so I'm just going to have to excuse the sound of paper because I um, just spilled water. <laughs> <laughs> And just Only for the 50th, 50th episode, everything goes wrong. Um, um, so you re- and you, and actually, this is when I realized, you know, I was sitting there going like, well, I mean, you know, this is re- this is a really really interesting interpretation of human nature. And now that you know, I've discovered that he was a Calvinist. Oh, this totally makes Mr. sense. Mr. Hyde's depraved. Mr. Hyde is depraved, oh, and he is okay. Mr. Jekyll. He is Mr. Jekyll's depraved depravity. Um, that, oh wow! Yeah. That's interesting. Hey, you see where you see, where, and so uh, and it makes total sense now that this was because only a Calvinist could write this story because Calvinists have such a dim view of human nature that, as a general rule, not all of them, but particularly predestination Calvinists have such a dim view of human nature that it is you know snow you know dung covered snow. Yes, that yeah. is exactly snow covered snow covered dung. Yes, snow covered dung. Yeah. Snow covered dung. That's the one. Um, whereas Catholics say we are snow covered, we, Catholics are the opposite. We are snow covered with dung. I've just got myself so confused. Okay. Only in the 50th episode. No, no, no. Okay. Catholics so are Catholic, the opposite. Catholics, Catholics believe that we are good fundamentally, but we suck at being good. Whereas Calvinists believe, no, we're not, yes. we're so not good. Fall, That's why we suck at fall, not being good. The fall, um, <laughs> the fall didn't make us completely depraved and that Christ restores us. Yes. Not not simply covers us. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Yes. So yes. in our nature, we're still good. Good. We just um, yes, we need saving. Whereas Calvinists believe that someone yeah, could yeah. possibly clarify. Yes. Doc, where's Doctor Robert Tilley yeah, when you need um, him? <laughs> he could definitely. Um, so yeah, I just I just found I just found that really I found this very very interesting from that pers- I found this story really interesting from that perspective, and I think it's a real shame actually that most people assume that they know the story. Because, uh, based on you know the way that it's interpreted well, in pop culture, well, you know, in pop culture, I don't culture. know if I knew the story, but like you, you had know, this you, sense you had an because expectation. the character itself, I think, has gone into pop culture. Yes, rather than yeah, and but, so mm-hmm. the the whole uh, the, the way that we understand it now, where it's kind of this schizophrenic split um, between mm. Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, and they're two completely different people that have no relation to each other, is not. Um, is not how it's not it's, nearly as interesting either. No, and it's not nearly as interesting either. So that's why I actually quite enjoyed reading this unfolding story, even though the beginning of it was rather confusing. Um, and that's a point to make in itself. It's an enjoyable read. I thought it was a good yarn. 
It was Sometimes. a good. It was a good. Ho- it was a good, scary, suspenseful yarn. Yeah, and I just think the way it was written was quite good. Yeah, and the the way they describe at the way he describes atmosphere, I think, is notable, and the way he describes. Yes, he really does capture the 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 scarier side of London, like the way that it's foggy and there's a lot of cloudedness. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of talk of fog. There's a which, section about where he talks. About uh, if you're in a certain section of London and there's snow, you can hear someone coming off many minutes before they'll round the corner because it's so quiet. Crunch, yes. Yeah, and the, yeah, that was gripping to read. Um, yeah, little vignettes like that all throughout the story, like that, that doesn't really make up the story, but it makes up. Actually, you know what? It, it makes the story. It does make up. Well, no, it's the, it's the icing on the cake. It's it is the maraschino yeah. cherry on top because it's. You know, if if he didn't have that, this story would be rather bland. Whereas mm. this actually sort of allows it's you to a very, picture it. Because it is quite, it is quite a short story. It is short. Not a lot happens within it. Um, so, and it's at a good pace. I found it. Everything's revealed in a in a in pace a that is satisfactory. Yeah. yeah. So you're not you're not saying get on with it. Um, yeah. And at the same time, you're going, wait, what just happened? I mean, I wouldn't recommend you read it in ebook form. It definitely requires paper. I, that's why okay. I think I was confused most of the time because the way that the ebook was laid out was not great. Mm. Um, okay. And if you get a chance, try and find someone who hasn't heard the story, doesn't even know about the story. Never heard of it. Read it out loud to them because I'd be interested to see how this person reaction. would react because I had um, an amount of knowledge about this story, which we've all sort of discussed was quite incorrect or well, not complete yeah um or bastardized in some way yes um but i'd like to see what someone who'd never like who's, who's never heard the story how they react to it that'd be interesting hmm. um i think it would be hard to find as in the entire concept of dr jekyll and mr Hyde. to be honest it wouldn't be too hard for anyone about who's under 15 okay. i would say okay Fair except enough. my little brother because he's seen league of extraordinary gentlemen league of extraordinary gentlemen <laughs> yeah Yes. <laughs> yes. I would redheaded. Did I mention? Smash. Did I mention he was a redhead too? Uh, there you go. Yeah. I would also like to um, read out to the reader something that almost made me laugh out loud, but I was aware of the fact that I was on public transport, so I didn't. Oh, Were you I in the quiet carriage? Laughing out loud. Out okay. That, this before. isn't. This isn't a. No, that was about something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that was about. Um, I find it funny when we read old texts when a, a word comes up that we mm. would never use nowadays, but it actually had a specific meaning. Okay. Um, and one of those came up, and so I laughed out loud. Was it? The, was it when he said gay? Was it when he described something as gay? As oh in no, Mary? no, 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 no. no. That's, no. that's that throughout the text. Yes. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. There's gaiety and there's gay this and that, but no, that's not what it was. Gay bird singing. There, there was this bit though where <laughs> so, not, so not appropriate in our context. There was this bit though, and it made me think of. I have some friends who are die-hard pun enthusiasts. Oh, no. It's a painful thing to be friends with them. <laughs> Why are you friends with them? I don't know. But anyway, Why this, do you do that this, to yourself? This made, this, when I read this bit, it made all their faces come to my mind. And yes. they would have just relished this section. So at, at, this, at the present time in the, in the story, Mr. Utterson has decided to stake out Dr. Jekyll's office. Um, to see if Mr. Hyde will come out because he's just very curious. He wants to know more about this character and he's heard one very small story from his friend, Mr. Enfield, about yep, his um, dastardly behaviour. And this is what it says. From that time forward, Mr. Utterson began to haunt the door in the by-street of shops. In the morning before office hours at noon when business was plenty and time scarce, at night under the face of the fogged city moon, by all lights and at all hours of solitude 
or concourse. The lawyer was to be found on his chosen post. If he be Mr. Hyde, he had thought, I shall be Mr. C. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I, I, just, oh. I was like, oh. I just had to close the book and look and out the, the window <laughs> and just try not to giggle at it. Did you left. just say that? <laughs> Did you just write that? Yeah. Mad. Uh, <laughs> actually, this is a fun fact about Robert Louis Stevenson, uh, which is related to Catholics. Read. Yes, he was a Calvinist, but he actually spent a lot of time in the Pacific because of his health. He was quite a sickly person and prone to... Um, lung infections and other sorts of things. So it was recommended that he move to warmer climates. Okay. And so he spent a lot of time in Samoa and also in Hawaii. And one of the documents that he wrote about St. Damien of Molokai was important evidence for his canonization. There you go. Because he'd, you know, there were all sorts oh. of uh, nasty story, nasty stories and rumors about Damien flying yeah. around that he, you know, caught his uh, leprosy by sleeping with the natives. Oh, I'd never heard that. Yeah, That's yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty awful. Um, it was pretty awful. And honestly, like, yes, um, which is very typical from the American Protestant government. They always like to slag off Catholic priests by, you know, saying that they like to sleep with their, uh, their depraved, their depraved celibates who aren't really celibate. Um, and Robert Louis Stevenson went to the went to Molokai to investigate and oh, okay. um, found he found him to be nothing but what everybody said he everyone there said he was and he was a saint. That's awesome. So there yeah, you go. even though Good he was work. yes, and he was surprised himself. Yeah, and he wrote, "I am surprised to report that everything, uh, all the rumors are false." Well, I'm go. sure that that's a beautiful note to end on. Yeah, yeah that's a great note to end on. Nice if um, Saint Damien of Molokai was praying for him. Oh, I bet he That'd was. Cool. Yeah. Oh, he was right. I think he was dead by that point. Robert. No, 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 no. Blessed Dave. Uh, St. Damien was dead by that point. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. And yeah. able to pray for him. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll wrap it up because we've got to head off. Uh, I got to scoot. Uh, so, 50 episodes. Um, And, yeah, 51. Next one. We don't know what we're doing. Oh, 50 episodes. Still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Um, you think we would have learned by now? No, <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, we will. Uh, we'll we'll be, get back to you with we'll the mystery get back text to you on the fifty-first episode. Yay! Bye. Bye. That was an episode of Catholics Read from Cradio.org.au.